Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, January 11th. S&P futures are trading off about 21 points. That's about 55 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down about 53 points. That's about 40 basis points. You are seeing some softness in Europe. The major industries are down about 30 to 50 basis points, so comparable to what you're seeing in the U.S. futures. Some mild underperformance in cyclical value groups, which have been big outperformers on a year-to-day basis, so autos, industrials, basic resources, et cetera. Um, banks are the one the one standout among cyclical value in Europe. So banks are about flat, which are mildly outperforming the rest of cyclical groups. The major Asian indices ended the day um, mixed to down. So you're seeing some profit-taking this morning in equities. Not too shocking, not, not terribly notable, just given that you have had a decent bout of outperformance on a year-to-date basis. Um, nothing all that profound to talk about over the weekend. The, the media remains dominated by um, the events in Washington on Wednesday, the um, effects of those events, obviously the final one and a half weeks of Trump's term as president. You did have a lot of events on social media come out over the weekend. So Trump has, I'm sorry, Twitter has permanently banned Trump's handle you had um, Apple, Google, Amazon all took action to isolate Parler. Um, so a lot of talk in the media about the implications of those moves. As far as the market is concerned, there really isn't a ton of focus on what occurred last week. Um, the market largely views Trump as being irrelevant. He will be gone in one and a half weeks, whether he is impeached, whether the 25th Amendment is invoked, et cetera. I think both are unlikely. Um, we w- you will see the House likely vote to impeach him. You will not see the Senate vote to convict him at least before the 20th. Um, the Senate is not due to be back into session until the 19th. McConnell over the weekend basically said that there will not be a Senate trial until after Trump leaves office. So I think it's very likely Trump will be president up until the end of his term uh, on the 20th at noon. But the, like I said, I think the market for the most part is, is looking on to the Biden era and what the implications of that will be for stimulus, for growth, et cetera. So Biden on Friday came out and said that he would be unveiling an economic stimulus plan this Thursday, the 14th. He said it'll be worth in the trillions of dollars. So, um, you know, obviously investors want to see the details of that proposal, um, as well as then gauging the appetite in Congress for another massive bill, considering they just passed one versus, um, for, you know, uh, that, that cost about 900 billion last year. Um, you know, I think the one the one implication of the events in Capitol Hill on Wednesday is, you know, you could see a brief period of of um, an urge to kind of uh, achieve some type of bipartisan um, consensus around passing stimulus uh, as a show of unity to the country, um, and so that does open a window for Biden to possibly be able to push through another large economic stimulus plan. But like I said, I think there will be some reluctance in Congress to take um, enormous action uh, absent some type of a dramatic downturn in the economy and or um, you know a dramatic shift in in the um, medical landscape with COVID. Um, in addition, you are coming up on a period of time where you could see um, you know some more blockbuster phase three data on the COVID vaccine front. So we're waiting for the Johnson Johnson US numbers for phase three and then the Novamax uh, UK figures um, for phase three. And I, both of those can be out at any day. Um, Johnson Johnson has said by the end of this month, the head of Warp Speed a couple of weeks ago had said it could be out in early January. So we're obviously kind of heading into mid-January, but both of those could be out at any day at this point. 
And then you do have the start of calendar Q4 earnings um, that really kick off as in earnest this Friday with banks. Um, I do have previews of all the major events that are coming out this week. I sent it around Saturday morning. I have a link to it in the piece this morning. So be on the lookout for that and reach out if you do not see it. Um, but like I said, in terms of major incremental news for today, um, there's really not too much to talk about. Bitcoin did suffer a very sharp decline yesterday on Sunday, and then it was down a ton again earlier this morning. It's rebounded a bit, um, but you are looking at it being off about 10%. Peaked a trough from uh, including Sunday and this morning. So obviously that will get some focus in terms of um, you know the really frothy areas of momentum growth complex. Um, but the Nasdaq overall is holding in relatively well this morning. Um, I wrote a, you know a bunch of macro pieces over the last several days, just talking about again, you know, the reasons why stocks continue to rally. You have those three core pillars of strong earnings, massive stimulus, and then vaccine optimism. Um, you know, the big things that can go wrong for the market. You know, I think stimulus expectations are one area of possible risk going forward. Um, you know, again, I think you know Biden is going to put out a huge headline price tag for a stimulus plan, but you really have to look at not only um, not only what's able to get through Congress, but also the specifics of how much is actually going to be spent in each individual year. Um, you know, infrastructure spending in particular has some very high price tags, but it's usually a ten-year proposal. Um, and then you also then on the monetary policy front. The one point, the the 120 billion per month of quantitative easing that's currently being conducted, um, that is going to look increasingly inappropriate if markets continue on their present course. So you had Clarita spoke Friday and suggested that the 120 billion would stay in place for the balance um, for all of 2021. But you have had other Fed officials come out and suggest that um, you know you could see a tapering of that 120 billion occur. I don't think anything is imminent. But that conversation is going to get louder if markets, again, continue along the present course um, and, and, can, and continue to rally. Um, and then, you know, the biggest risk for the market is just the interplay between rates and multiples. So you had a collapse in rates last year that arguably pushed the S&P multiple up about three entire turns. Um, that could be worth as much as 600 points to the index. So to the extent you do see a normalization of economic activity, you see, um, you know, the battle against COVID get won as vac- the vaccination process accelerates and yields rise, which you've already seen occur, that should undercut some of the multiple expansion in the S&P. Um, and that's obviously, um, you know, that's obviously a risk for the market. So that is pretty much everything for today. Um, there are a bunch of other more minor headlines out. I have everything compiled in the piece this morning. So make sure to check everything out on the website. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.